Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today two new films are off and running in local theaters. One is a difficult, wonderfully acted Oscar-level drama. It's called Beautiful Boy, starring Steve Carell as the caring father and Timothy Chalamet as his drug-addicted teenage son. And then a film called Green Book, starring Oscar winner Mahershala Ali as a world-class pianist and Viggo Mortensen as an Italian-American hired to drive him from town to town in the 1960s Jim Crow South. I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. We'll pair our first feature this week with another father and son story, certainly not as tragic as Beautiful Boy, but one that had great difficulty and redemption. Today, we will toast the wines of the Vineyard House. And pairing with Green Book, we celebrate our friend Mac McDonald once again of Vision Cellars and his unique friendship with the late Charles Wagner of Camus. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about this film. Let's talk Beautiful Boy. Okay. Uh, oh, it's just so... It's sad. It's hard. It's a very sad film. There's something... Uh, interesting about a drug addiction movie because this is a really good kid and a really good family appears to be Hmm. Um, but it's a family they're divorced you know Steve Carell's character is divorced he is remarried he has um, found love again he has children again right the mother does come into the scene she seems to be a little bit more of a her next phase of life probably hasn't gone quite as well as his but Timothy Chalamet lives with Steve Carell um, it's it's just really sad, and you can you know it's like it's like when really when bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just it's a blanket statement, and I mean I'm not the doctor here, but but it seems that you can be really great parents and still have a kid addicted to drugs. You, absolutely, you can, there's all kinds I think of that dynamics the, that have nothing to do with how how you're raised. What, how or, you, yeah. it just has. Some people are really attuned to addiction more than others. And it's harder to figure that out, I think, when you're 15, 16, because mm-hmm. you, you, know, you don't have a lifetime of a pattern yet. But what's, what's interesting about this film is it's not a film for me about answers. It doesn't, it's not a film about Steve Carell figuring it all out mm-hmm. and solving it for his son. Mm-hmm. It's really about asking questions and about watching one man's journey and one boy's journey, because they're, they're both on the same path mm-hmm. Uh, one is a parent, one is a drug, drug addicted child who keeps going to rehab and falling back, and, and man, he's a mess. Mm-hmm. And 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 so in that sense, I think it's it's a movie about empathy. Mm-hmm. It really is a movie about having empathy. You know how do you how do you do tough love and still have empathy? How do you say no? You can't move back in the house. You mm-hmm. can't. And it really addresses all of those things without judging it, because what the the choices the father makes. Or the parents make are, are might be different than somebody else might make. Right. You know, somebody might be really tough right away and turn their back on their kid, and just completely walk away. Mm-hmm. This this father is really grieving for his son, and he really loves mm-hmm. him. It's this beautiful boy. Mm-hmm. And there's there's the, and I'm not going to give anything away, but the last shot in the movie is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get really choked up just thinking about that last scene of just the two of them together is so. Because you really have no answers at that point still, mm-hmm. and you really don't know. You know, you you kind of hope that they're all going to lick this, and they yeah. did both write books. So it's interesting. So the film is based off of both of their of, both of, of the father and son. Both wrote a book about this whole experience, right. and um, so kind of the the 
the premise of the film came from something. So they're both. Um, so at least he 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 made it through to write a book. <laughs> I, I know. I, you know, I haven't I haven't done my due diligence research to know you know where the kid is now and yeah. all this. But man, Steve Carell is good. They but, both are. But, I think Timothy Chalamet. But is just when just, you think Steve Carell is yeah. great. It's you look fantastic. into the eyes of this actor who was the kid in Call Me By, Your, by name. Your Name and Lady Bird. And, and Lady I Bird. think that, you know, I loved Call Me By Your Name. We talked about that yeah, a lot um, last year. It's one of the best films of the last five years yeah, for me. Yeah, I think it was it was so beautifully done and so respectfully done. And, and then you look at something like this that is, you know, so difficult and so hard. And you see this kid that's just... That's also seems to be kind of a nerd. We watched him on Steve Kerr on on, 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 um, on late, the, night, late yeah. night the other day, and, um, and he just is kind of he's a kind of a dork. goofy, dorky, nerdy <laughs> guy. But he's great. Um, he's such a good actor. I mean, I'm watching him in this movie, and I'm thinking this kid he is completely is high as exactly, a kite. exactly. And and I'm gonna say he's not. Yeah, that he's an actor. Yeah, it's like when he we had this discussion himself. about Jeff Bridges doing. You know, drugged and and drunk and and the Big Lebowski, he didn't yeah. he didn't take a lick of a drink, right, or anything. And how well Bradley Cooper became a drunk, and, right? And, because you believe in them because they're such good actors. Yeah, yeah, you don't fool around when you're making a movie. And this this kid is so, and it's all in his eyeballs for me, man. Mm-hmm. This is a movie star. Mm-hmm. He's the real deal. And Steve Carell, I mean, Steve Carell's done so many good things. I still uh, think the Forty Year Old Virgin and Anchorman. When he, well, I mean, we watched. He's Anchorman. the weather guy. In exactly. Anchorman. We watched Anchorman the other day because I just love it. He and, goes, not that and he just yells and repeats so what everybody great. else says. I don't know why I'm yelling. <laughs> but he was in a crazy, stupid love, and he's good in yes, it. And he was in the way, way back. Yes, he was the bad guy. Well, he was a he was a father. He the I think guy. he's the bad guy. He's, a, he's 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 the he's the future father-in-law you don't want. I think that way. anyway, we're we're all in. I think this is an Oscar level film. I I don't know if it if it's going to make it for best picture. You know, they can nominate up to 10, but it's that level of film and this kind of this is the time of year where we're starting to get these really good films. We have two boy films, Boy Erased which we'll talk about in upcoming weeks. Mm-hmm. And then this one, Beautiful Boy, and the, it, this is just really a good film. It yeah. is. It's hard. Yeah. Take lots of Kleenex. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't get a lot of this out of my head because mm-hmm. I think the image is, it's so well made. It's, it, it's, so, yeah, tell me about this director. I have no, no, he's from Belgium. It's his first English, English language film. I can probably butcher his name, but I think it's something like Felix von Groningen. <laughs> but he's Thank Belgium. You, Felix. Yes. And he's, um, I mean, this is the real deal. This is such a wonderfully shot, well acted film. It, it is exactly what it is. And, it, you know, sometimes movies aren't what you want them to be. Oh, they're going to solve all their issues and it's going to be this wonderful wrap up ending. And this is just a slice of life mm-hmm. that, that, that struggles. More, more attorney is mm-hmm. the. Steve Carell's wife. Steve Carell's second wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the movie. And I've always liked her mm-hmm. in. in Things so we don't see enough of her. We see her in television, but not in feature films. Yeah. And I, th- I think she's really good. So yeah, I think this is a high level film. I should it should make anybody's top twenty list and maybe a top ten list. Mm-hmm. It's that good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I thought you know it's hard to pair um, addiction uh, <laughs> movies with with alcohol because obviously many people have a lot of trouble with it. it yeah. But I did think that this particular pairing was kind of appropriate, and that is um, the Vineyard House, which is in Napa Valley, and kind of the backstory. A few years ago, I interviewed um, the owner of Vineyard House. His name is Jeremy Nickel. He is the son of Gil Nickel, who started um, Nickel and Nickel, 
um, bought the old Farniente property, recreated um, the, you know, fantastic. Those are bad boy wines. Farniente Those are just wines. Just great wines. Um, makes Dolce, which you know, any any day I can drink some some Dolce <laughs> is a is a very good day. Um, but I kind of had in in going into this interview, um, Gil Nickel passed away from melanoma. Um, I want to say in the early two thousands. Um, and, and kind of I had gone into this interview with Jeremy kind of with some preconceived notions. I, um, I, I had heard a lot of kind of the, the rumor mill. He was kind of a, a bad kid. He, you know, he certainly um, was kind of one of the Napa Valley, maybe wild childs, drank a lot. I don't know what else he did. I just, I do know he drank a lot. Um, and um Kind of was was a little maybe a little bit of a mess. Yeah, um, rebellious. Went to um, wasn't really involved early on. Um, after you know when his father uh, had the winery, wasn't really involved in that. Had did go to SMU in Dallas. Um, his father had originally uh, been a nursery owner uh, uh, in Oklahoma, and so Jeremy was kind of going into that side of the business. But then when his father became very ill, he. Uh, kind of went back to Napa and and wanted to then kind of help his father do what he could and really changed his life. The prodigal son comes home. And and kind of and I will say in sitting in this interview I kind of going in like yeah, I know I know all about you. I I was completely I was charmed by him. I was completely um appreciative of his story and really impressed with what he did. Um, coming around, he uh, cleaned himself up. He, when his father became ill, he cleaned, cleaned himself up. Um, he is a winemaker that doesn't drink, which is now, you know, very yeah. impressive and hard to do. Probably. Very, very hard to do. Um, and, and created a product, which is what the vineyard house is basically just hoping that at some point he he could he could make his father proud even yeah. though his father has passed away and with that i just i you know don't we all just want to make our parents proud don't yeah. we you know there's some there's a part of all of us that have always wanted to kind of have that have have know that we've done something that that would live up to whatever they we they, spend lifetimes um, trying to do trying that. to do that, yeah. and um, created the business. I want to say in the, I think two thousand six was the first vintage of the Vineyard House, and the Vineyard House is basically this piece of property that Gil had left um, Jeremy when he passed away, and it was b- kind of back behind where Farniente is in Oakville. Um, had had vineyard had you know a, a plot of vines as well as a beautiful um, kind of home that it was actually I think where Gil and and his second wife, Beth Nickel, who runs Nickel and Nickel now, um, they had had their honeymoon. So, you know, it's a, a beautiful kind of piece of land that is attached to the Farniente property. Um, Jeremy kind of took it, re, kind of recreated the, the you know, winemaking on that piece of land and, and now has done some, some really beautiful wines. I think that, as he kind of said, that you can, you know, my name might get me in the door, but the wine's going to keep me there. And so... and That and, wine is great. And they're really, really beautiful wines with a really very touching, I think, story that... That is always kind of so. I'm I'm going to toot my wife's horn just a little bit. So we were, we, we had lunch uh, after you had that interview with him, and then you wrote an article about him. 
um, he, without us knowing, he invited us for lunch with some friends. So we had lunch, and he brought his mom mm-hmm. in and uh, and his girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, they cooked for us. And we sat outside under this overhead at, trellis on this property, on yeah. this property that you're talking about, in this home, and his vineyard was right behind. And uh, drank his wine and ate the food that his mom cooked for us. And uh, and then he stood up and he said, the greatest article ever written about me is was written by you. And you're going to bawl. You're just going to cry right now. Yeah, and he was, he was all nice teary-eyed and you guys were both, you guys had a little cry fest and it was kind of awesome. It was really, yeah. It was, it was really, really amazing. amazing. Yeah. Because he is. I mean, he was, uh, he was a mess. Mm-hmm. And then he turned it around and really wanted to make up for it and do it. Can I just talk about his wine? The Vineyard House wine is it's it's not available everywhere because it's a very small production. It's very small production. And it's expensive. And it's expensive. I want to say upwards of 150, 200 something like that a bottle. A bottle. Yeah, yes. it's a, it's a cab. It's cabernet um yeah. from Oakville and you know very like I said it's it's not a large piece of land that he inherited but it's it's enough for him to to produce a really really stellar. I th- stellar. if I recall did he get a Hundred points on one. I think ma- it, it probably it, yes from somebody. So, yeah, that it was like this is a hundred point yeah. cab, and you haven't been doing this that long. That long. And it's it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So way to go. That's a great pairing for this. And, and you know the 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 nice thing I think we saw in this film versus what unfortunately Jeremy kind of had to, has had to to deal with is that there is redemption with you know at least the fact that both of these these characters these individuals were able to write a book and so we know that mm-hmm. that that at some point i think that the son had cleaned himself up I, it's it's hard that jeremy's dad never kind of saw the success yeah. that he's able to see yeah well maybe he's looking down i think he is that's I think he is. we like jeremy yeah. yeah yeah hey when we come back on cogill wine and film a perfect pairing another oscar contending film with a very strong cast and a surprise director. It's Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. They go on a 1960s road trip through the Deep South, and it's called Green Book. And we will be right back. The holidays are here, and if you haven't tried Wine Access yet, now is the perfect time. Finding great wines to share with the ones you love makes the holidays even better. And Wine Access makes it so easy to drink the best. And you don't know this about us, but we love to entertain during the holidays. And we love sharing great wine finds with our family and friends. And that's why we love Wine Access. They found some of the most extraordinary wines, like the new California Classic. It's a 2005 Matthiasen White Blend. It's $39 a bottle. It's unoaked. It's crisp. It's elegant. It's bone dry. It's very soft on the palate. And did I mention that the Matthiasen White Blend is only $39 a bottle? (laughs) Wine Access's philosophy is that there are wineries out there offering higher quality wines at better prices than you'll find in most stores. Over the past decade, this team of experts has tasted over 20,000 different bottles from the smallest vineyards to the most iconic winemakers, and they only select the very best to offer us. Now, Wine Access shares the full story with us, where the wine comes from, what makes it great, and will deliver the wine right to your doorstep. It's so simple. We want you to enjoy these fantastic wines for the holidays, so we've arranged this exclusive limited-time offer with Wine Access. Get 20% off all of their wonderful wines that already are a great value. But the only way to get this offer is by going right now to our special website. It's wineaccess.com slash Cogill. For full details, go now to wineaccess.com slash Cogill. That's C-O-G-I-L-L. 
Welcome back to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. So the TV ads say Green Book is a feel-good movie about unique friendship, but that's only partially true. I think it tackles some serious issues. It's one of the better acted films, I think, of the year. And Haley, I'm going to say this film surprised me. I was expecting from what I saw in the ads, and you know, movies are what they are, not what you want them to be. But when you finally get in and watch a film like this, it's so much better than I thought. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a formula film and... Yeah. You know, a lot of times, and I'm going to say this right up front, I'm, I, I grow weary. I'm a little tired and worn out from a, a white guy saving the black experience mm-hmm. in a film constantly. I, I don't think that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. I think this is really good. It's also based on a true story. Mm-hmm. So it's directed by Peter Farelli. If that name sounds familiar... The Ferrelli brothers, along with Bob, they did something about Mary and Dumb and Dumber, and they did all these, you know, me, myself, and Irene. They yeah, made all these. So this comedies. is so out of the loop mm-hmm. for me, for him. And I, I think it's the best film, really, he's ever done. But it's got Viggo Mortensen in it. And we love Viggo Mortensen. And who was Viggo Mortensen famous in what movie? What series? Lord of the Rings. Yes, he was. Yes. He's also, you know, his very first acting job, he was a small character in Witness. Huh. With Harrison Ford, he was in a great film called The Road, but he was Captain the, Fantastic, which we loved. That which film. we loved that film and no. nominated for Best Actor. And then Mahershala Ali, who won the Oscar last year for Moonlight, and we also saw him in Hidden Figures, and he was a Remy in House yes, of Cards. We loved that. But yes. this guy's a great actor, and so we, you know, and it's it starts it really tells the story more from the, Viggo Mortensen's character. Mm-hmm. He's he's. Tony the Lip or Tony Lip. And he's he's a bouncer in an Italian-American neighborhood in the Bronx. And uh, they shut down the restaurant for a while and the nightclub. Renovations, yeah. Renovations or whatever going on. So what are you going to do while, you know, while you know, things are shut down? And they're a big loud talking with their hands, family. Lots of, yeah, yeah. Big, big, big Italian experience. Yeah, and so the, he needs a job for like two months. And, and so he answers an ad, somebody calls him, and he meets this guy named Dr. Don Shirley, played by... Marshala Ali, who lives above Carnegie Hall yes. in a penthouse. In a penthouse, a very ornate, um, very lots highly, of gold and yes, robes, and and highly decorated with all this yeah. you know, fantastic African art and and yes, he's very very flamboyant, extremely flamboyant and cultured. Yes, and sits on a throne too. Yes. He has a throne when he talks to you, <laughs> and you have to call him doctor. Yes, and and but he's a world class pianist. He's a concert pianist, and he's going to go on tour from Manhattan down to the Deep South for the first time. And he needs a driver, and so the 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 company producing the concerts um, hire him and put him in a nice car. And then the band, which is I think two, two other guys, two other yeah, guys, a, trio, a bass yeah. player and a, and a percussionist, um, follow along in another car. But they're going down the south, and it's it's the 1960s. And the Green Book refers to, and it's the first time I've ever heard of that. There's a Green Book that was published, I want to say, by the government, handed out to African Americans at the time that when you traveled. You weren't allowed to stay in a lot of white hotels, and you weren't allowed to eat in certain restaurants and drink certain fountains and go anywhere. But here's a list of all the places where you go that you could stay. And most of them were just really horrible, horrible. places. Just horrible. Just horrible, horrible places. And and that's the guide through a lot of the establishments. Mm-hmm. And so I, and then you hear his music. I, I swear it's him playing piano. Oh, my God, it was incredible. It's great stuff. Yeah. I haven't figured that out yet, whether that's really him playing, but it, 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 they don't cheat shots on this. It's him playing piano, and and he's great. And and get standing ovations, and then you start realizing what's going on is that it's wealthy white country clubs 
hiring the African-American great pianist to come in so they can hang out with him. But that's all they'll do. And, they, and then they want but to... But he has to come in the back door yes, and he cannot, can't stay in the... You can't eat with them. You can't them, eat with you them. You can't yeah. share a cocktail with them. You can't... You are, not, you are not an invited guest. Right. You're basically hired help. And that they all want to love on and appreciate and say, oh, did you see this fantastic performance? He was so great. And then you have to go away. Right. Right. And it's just... It's just... Yeah. It's horrible. It's ridiculous. It's... Yeah. And, and then you find out certain treasures of why they're on this trip... <gasps> You know, because he, he had he had intentionally booked to go down to the south. Like that was the whole point of him going on this tour was right. that he wanted to have this. Um, he wanted to have this experience. Yeah, because he pretty much lives in an isolated castle with a butler above Carnegie Hall. It's it's re- the more I think about this film, the better it gets. I think this is a I think this is a top ten film. I think this is a film that gets nominated for best picture. I don't I don't think it's that. Film to win, maybe, but we don't know what kind of the year it's going to shake out yet. But this is really good stuff, and it's playing in theaters right now, and it's just, it's worth seeing. It's also PG-13, so you can handle a lot of it. It's not a big, hard R film, and and it's meaningful. And Viggo Mortensen, he's all in on this Italian guy. I never think of him as that character, and he's all in. And uh, and he's rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot to learn, too, and he doesn't get all this stuff, and he's not... He's not a classical music guy. He's not really interested at all. Right, right. You know, he's just doing a job. But as as a formula film, of course, they learn to understand mm-hmm. each other. Create know. a friendship, and and it's an inter- it's an interesting friendship. Mm-hmm. It's really, an, and it's an interesting time. And I I think this is a smart film. It's a really smart film directed by Peter Farrelly, who did. There's something about. Me. <laughs> Hey, which, I love this. Which I love that Mary. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Remember when she opens the door? <laughs> There's all kinds of I can't even Okay, so um we thought So it's Green Book and it's good. And we liked it. Yeah. We liked it a lot. And I don't I don't I, I can't put it I've read some comments about, you know, it's this movie where I once again the white guy saves the black situation mm-hmm. in the world and or you know the, the and it's not that film. I think this is a very much a shared experience film. And I, I, I have trouble when people try to read too much into things. Mm-hmm. Once again, movies are what they are, not what you want them to be. And right. this, this is a really good film. And it's awesome. very well written. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that would be fun to pair uh, with Green Book. So it's kind of trying to think of, okay, what winemakers um, kind of have had a, a, you know, of the few African-American winemakers out there, kind of a... a Caucasian African American kind of story coming mm-hmm. together, and and it did bring up our friend Mac. We've talked about Mac many times before on the show. Mac McDonald, owner of Vision Cellars in Sonoma, stellar, stellar Pinot Noirs, though um, hard to find. He's not making very much really anymore. But Mac's um, one of our favorite people. On just the adore him. Texas native, grew up, uh, you know, son of a moonshiner, grew up drinking his mama's blackberry wine, and then had his first really great burgundy and said okay no that 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 is the wine that i that i want to drink and then eventually want to make moved to california um and kind of as he was in a different career um started going to napa and started visiting wineries and started kind of learning and one of the places that he went a lot was to camus and kind of formed a really wonderful friendship and mentorship with the late charles wagner and his son chuck and and i think i remember mac at one point saying that he was the only person outside the wagner family that could that chuck allowed or charles allowed to to make 
wine there. So mm. when he first started out, that was kind of where he was he was producing his vision sellers and and they just, you know, you 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 hope that Napa Valley being as big as it is and and having as much kind of corporate influence as as there is in the valley, you hope that there are still these stories of mentorship and that there are the, you know, the the well-established helping somebody that's getting started. And so it's, I found that to be always very charming with Mac. And then, you know, he kind of has gone on to make his own, just, just, I, I think some of the best Pinot Noirs we've ever had. I think Vision Sellers is some of the, literally some of the best. It's, it's, Pinots they're in the just world. beautiful. And I, yeah. I know on his website, he still has a little bit of one of your favorites, which is the Gary's, uh, Gary's Vineyard. Pinot from and it's San not Lucia a vineyard Highlands. named after me. No, it's not. It's after it was named long before. Me. Yes, it was. Gary but was it's on. Gary's Vineyard. I'll um, drink it. But um, I, you know, less than two hundred cases made. It's just a tiny piece of land. That was always something that I really appreciated with Mac. He, um, though he and his beautiful wife Lil did have their Miss Lil's Vineyard on their property in Windsor. He also started out really just buying fruit and buying really, really premium fruit. And I always kind of appreciate when you put a vineyard name on a bottle that that vineyard is you know the guy the guy that's growing that that vintner is is almost as responsible as as the winemaker because if it's a bad wine that's that's on them as Mm -hmm. much as as the winery and so mac really established some great friendships early on and being able to buy just gorgeous you know the gary's the pisoni the rosellas just really really special fruit from throughout kind of Northern California and then crafting his vision sellers. And, and they weren't, there's a lot of Pinot Noir in California and Max have always kind of stood out as, yeah. as being something that's a little bit, they're really, very, very special. Really special you know, Max lines. bigger than life too. Yeah. Max a bigger than life guy. And he's, I think he's in his mid seventies. He now wears a big kind of a straw wears hat. a straw hat and overalls. Overalls often. Goes. Yes. Uh, loves cool. to cook for you. Yeah, he does. You know, and just hanging out. So he's got something to say. He's traveled the world. Lil's a character, his yeah. wife. You know, they they kind of complete each other's sentences. I think so. Yeah, they they go together. So that's that's a great pairing. Vision Sellers, Mac McDonald, and the new film Green Book. They both work together. Next time on Kogel Wine and Film, more Oscar contending films either in theaters or on demand, along with wines and pairings that well we think are just worthy of celebration. But for more on the discussion today, follow our blog on CogillConsulting.com or through Facebook. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Aloha. <laughs>